Although many of us strive to be the best dad we can be, many physicians struggle with finding balance between their life at home and their life at work. This is the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast, the show where we discuss topics involving our minds, bodies, beliefs, relationships at home, and upping our game with our business practices and financial knowledge to better improve our role as dad in the lives of those around us. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, physician, husband, father to two boys, and self-proclaimed imperfect dad. Join me as I learn to raise my own imperfections within all these topics. Now, let's get to today's discussion. Hello and welcome to the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel. And today's episode, I would love to focus on the difference in our children and why it's important to understand that. Now, before I get into that, remember, if you have not yet subscribed to the show, please do. Um, Also, if you have not left a review, please do that as well, because if you leave a review, it does allow the show to get higher up on the ratings so that people can find it easier. And if there's somebody out there looking for a show like this, I want them to be able to find it a lot easier because the internet is filled with a whole lot of noise. And if you think somebody would get something out of these episodes, please please do share them with a friend. Now, what do I mean by understanding the difference in our children? Some of you out there listening may not have any kids yet. Some of you may have one. Some of you may have two. Some of you may have a whole bunch. And we're all very different in terms of what we choose in terms of how many kids we have and the spacing of them and how we manage that. And if you only got one kid great. That's awesome. Um, Luckily, you only have to know how one of them works, right? How they respond to situations, how they talk about things and how they act. Um, But it's interesting for those of us who have multiple kids. Because even though you have multiple kids, we try to treat them the same way. We try to raise them the same way. We try to teach them about the rules the same way, you know, encourage them to eat and be healthy the same way, be active, get your good sleep, whatever you do, specifically as a parent for your kids. But inherently, they all turn out very differently. They have very different personalities. They have very different ways they handle stress and situations. Some of them are better eaters than others. Some of them are more outgoing than others. And it's just really important to understand the difference in your kids to know how to work with them or to talk to them or to handle discipline with them and those kind of things. What got me thinking about this was actually a reel I did for Instagram, and it was both of our boys sword fighting. And it was basically, I I did it on the premise of the fact that they'd been fighting a lot. And, you know, as parents, we tell them and sometimes get frustrated with them about fighting and say, stop fighting. I want you to stop fighting right now. But then we give them foam swords and vests that light up when you hit them and say, go at it. Right. So we encourage them not to fight, but then tell them to fight. Probably some mixed messages there. But it works, though, because it, it kind of focuses in their aggression into a goal, right? They're not trying to beat each other in the head with something. They're trying to hit a target. So I guess, you know, controlled fighting is a little bit better than uncontrolled fighting. But it was interesting watching it back, watching those videos I took of them and just watching them in general do it because we have our two boys who are nine and six. And our older son, who is nine, he is definitely more, <clears throat> and he's definitely not an introvert. He is outgoing. He uh, tries to be a leader with his friends, but he'll follow sometimes too. But he's definitely the more calculated one. He definitely tries to read situations and 
respond in the way that he thinks is the best way to respond in that situation. Not always the right way, but the best way for him. And you could see that in this video that we, you know, we were watching. They, he was just kind of standing there and waiting for the best opportunity to attack his brother. And if you follow me on Instagram, it's at imperfectadmd. You can see that video. You can see that reel, and it's and you'll you'll notice very quickly the difference in styles. Um, but that's very much his style. He's calculated. He doesn't always go out on a limb to do something. He's not always aggressive or doesn't always test those specific kind of boundaries. He's always trying to read the situation and then decide what the right answer is for him to do. Not exactly the right answer that I think is the right answer, but the right answer. And you'll see that when they're sword fighting. If you look at our six-year-old, he is our wild child, which I think they always say your second kid's always the wild one. The first one is, is, you know, the trap. It's the one that seems to be good and wonderful and happy and so easy, theoretically. And so it makes you want to have another one. And then the second one comes around and you say, oh God, why did I do this? <laughs> he's our wild child. Love him to death, but he's definitely our wild one. And you see that in the video. He doesn't care about hitting that target right away. He just swings that sword left and right in front of his face because he just wants a sword fight. He just wants to swing that thing as hard as he can. And he is swinging in baseball motions and across his face motions and taking aggressive attack stances and engaging his older brother with this foam sword. But he has no target in mind. He knows there's a target he's supposed to hit. But in his head, it's, I just want a sword fight. He's not trying to hit his brother in the head. He just wants to swing swords and have them hit each other, like a lightsaber duel, basically. Um, and that's his personality. He is a outgoing wild child. He doesn't always think things through before acting. Of course, he's six, so he's still learning. And maybe that's how most six-year-olds are, but for him, that's very much of it in his personality his whole life. But he's very outgoing. He's very much, I'm going to try this out and see what happens and just test things. Going to test boundaries. That is his personality. And so you see these, this dichotomy of personalities in this little sword fight that they do. The younger brother who's the aggressor, but not really having a goal in mind or a target in mind when he's doing it. And the older brother who is more reserved, more calculating, and literally just kind of waits for his brother to swing too much and then hits him in the target. Like it's literally just, he didn't even have to try. And no matter how much I try to teach our younger son, the finer skills of sword fighting, which I'm definitely not an expert in, but in terms of waiting and being patient and going for your goal, he didn't care. Every time I told him, I said, you got it. He says, yeah, I got it, dad. And then he just go back to swinging super hard. So, you know, in his mind, it was just fun, right? But why am I talking about this? Why am I talking about sword fighting with our kids? The reason is, is because understanding how your kids respond to situations is important. You're going to understand better how they read situations, how they might uh, interpret new information given to them, how they might deal with a stressful situation at home or with friends or things at school or things happening in the world. And to understand that's really important because the way you address it is going to be different for each child. Now, that's difficult because your kids will pick up on it. And our kids have definitely picked up on it. You know, when our older son was younger, we did some chore charts and reward charts. And to be honest, they weren't always the best because for him, like he kind of calculated how he'd get his reward, just did it to get it. And that was it. Um, 
but he probably didn't fully need it all the time. And so we dropped those pretty quick for him when he was a younger age because we knew he was more just kind of gaming the system, if you want to say that. Um, and it wasn't actually teaching him anything. So he was he was different with that. Now, our younger son definitely thrives with rewards charts from time to time because he has to stop and think, right? He's our aggressor. He's our boundary tester. He is the one who's just going to make a decision and go for it without thinking about consequences. Well, if you have a reward chart in terms of for behaviors, let's say, um, that forces him to think. That enforces him to like say, oh, wait, if I do this, I'm not going to get my points for the day for this for this thing. And so I better stop and think about it, right? So reward chart for him makes sense. The problem is, is that if we have a reward chart for one kid and the other kid sees it, they get frustrated that they don't get a reward chart because they're like, why the heck does my brother get rewards for being a bad, you know, bad behavior? If I don't do those things, why can't I get rewards? We've run into that from time to time in our house. And so there, then you have to decide, okay, how are we going to handle these situations? How are we going to discuss this with our kids? How are we going to treat one one way, another one another way, not because we favor one over the other, but because we know one handles certain situations differently than the other one. That's really important to understand. You know, when I see new parents in the office, they always ask, hey, do you have a book that you recommend? And I say, no, I don't have a parenting book I recommend. And it's not because I haven't read them, but it's because every kid's different. Every kid is very different on how they respond to situations. And so there's not one set way to do it all, right? There's not one set way to teach our kids right from wrong or to teach them how to listen or to teach them how to not fight, um, which we still continuously work on with our boys because that's like, I don't know. I mean, I hate to say that's what boys do, but I think it is what boys do. I mean, you see that in the office too. Um, But there's not a set way to do things. And... If you try the exact same method for all of your children, you're going to get very different results and sometimes not pleasurable results. And that's because some of your children think differently and respond differently. So I challenge you to look at that with your kids. You know, make a list, come up with five things on how they're different. Um, not in bad ways, not like, well, he totally acts out when we go to the store and he totally acts out when we're going to bed. That's not very fun, right? Come up with those differences in personality types, whatever, however you want to approach that. Is it introvert versus extrovert? Is it more outgoing in certain situations versus not situations? One's more of a leader, one's more of a follower, uh, one's more of a critical thinker, one's more of an abstract thinker. You know, what are the words you want to use for that? But come up with those five things about each of your kids and try to look at them and figure out how does this affect the way I parent my kid? How does this affect the way I teach my kid right from wrong or teach them to grow? Knowing that as they get older, that's going to change, right? Remember, if you remember way back, I did an episode on brainwave patterns in kids and how the younger kids have more of one brainwave pattern that makes them more of this subconscious kind of, you know, thinker in terms of, you know, fantasies and things like that. And as they get older, this more concrete thinking and critical thinking and those kind of things. So obviously it's going to change. But if you understand how your kid's thinking and doing in that moment, that's really going to help you determine how you're going to handle them when it comes to discipline and those kind of things. So make that list. Make those five things. So just off the top of my head, I haven't made a list yet, but I'm just going to go off the top of my head here for each of our boys. So our, our older boy, like I said, he's more calculated. So he kind of looks at situations and decides how he's going to handle it before he jumps into it. Um, he's density, definitely more sensitive. 
He's definitely a sensitive kid. I was that exact way as a kid, so I totally understand that. Um, He's definitely a people pleaser, so he wants to make people happy, and he gets sad when he doesn't make people happy, and you can tell. Um, He's very knowledgeable, and he likes to know things. He likes to understand how things work, so he's very good at using his brain to understand how things work. Um, You teach him a new game, my wife and I were just talking about this tonight. We taught him Remy Cube. Well, I didn't. She did because I wasn't here. And he picked up on it and loved it. And he loves those types of challenge games or critical thinking games. And so that's very much his type of thing. Um, and he just loves to sit and talk, too. He's he, he's a talker if you let him be. He may not seem that way when you first meet him, but he's definitely a talker. And so you match all those things up and you say, okay, I know these five things about my kid. So when he is upset about something, am I going to be aggressive with him? And I don't mean aggressive like in a mean way, but am I going to be like in his face? Well, no, because that's not his personality. Am I going to make him feel like he's just totally disappointed me? Well, if I really want to get a bad reaction from him, I'll do that. But knowing that he's a people pleaser and that he's more intellectual, probably not going to make a big difference. And if anything, it might make him more reserved, right, with that situation. So I have to say to myself, okay, I know he is, you know, he's a people pleaser, he is a critical thinker, he is, um, he's a little bit more reserved and calculated. So when he has a response to something, I know he's thought about it. And in his mind, this was the response that I came up with. Now, might not be the right response. And it may have been a response due to being tired, being fatigued, being hungry, being frustrated because my brother's being a pain in the butt again, who knows. But I know those things about him. So when I go to address it with him, I can look at that side of it and say, okay, I know he's this way. So I need to approach this differently. I need to approach this specific situation, knowing those things about our older son. Now, if you look at our younger son, like I said, he's our outgoing kid. He is in your face. Um, and so I will say he is definitely a risk taker. So that's number one. He's a risk taker. He's going to do before he thinks. That's what he, that's, that's him. He is, a, he is definitely a doer. Um, he's loud, <laughs> not always in a good way, but sometimes it's fun, but he's definitely loud. He will get in your face and he will yell right back at you if you yell at him. So it's not super helpful there too. Um, with that said, though, he is shy in lots of public situations. If he's with his friends in a small group of people or at home, he is not shy at all. He is the loudest in the house. But you put him in a room of kids he doesn't know very well, or let's say you're taking him to a lesson like swimming lessons, or you know, just this night where I took him to a drum lesson. He just totally shuts down and gets very shy and reserved. So even though he's our loud and eccentric and, you know, if you want to call him the crazy child, he has a very reserved side to him in there based on the situation. And that's really important to know because I can't just approach him with every situation of seeing him as being this wild and crazy kid because he's not all the time. So, you know, I may approach him differently when there's something that happens at home versus something that happens when we're out and about, when we're at a store or we're out at a friend's house or at something with school. You know, if if school says, hey, so-and-so was acting this way and this is what happened, well, I'm going to look at that situation different than I would at home because if my child acted a certain way at school, 
it's going to probably be due to a different reason than had he acted that exact same way at home because of how his personality changes between those two situations. So I have to know that. And that's a lot of, I mean, that's a lot of thinking. And I, I'm, I'm not perfect at all with that. I'm not going to sit here and say I do this every situation. I should. I should know this. You know, I, I, I beat myself up, uh, myself up on these things, but as I'm, I'm only human, right? I'm an imperfect dad, as I say all the time. And, you know, for me, it's, it's not always easy to react the right way. And I am very much a snap. I mean, I, if somebody said five things about me, I am a snap reactor. As soon as something happens, I react quickly. And it's not always good in terms of how I respond. And I have to catch myself in terms of how I'm responding and how I'm thinking. And I mean, maybe I need to make a five list thing on me and figure out what I'm doing about myself too, or maybe have my wife do it, which may not be a good thing. Um, But again, it's important to know these things about your kids and to look at it that way, because we all try to use discipline in different ways, in similar ways with our kids. And one form of discipline is going to be better with one kid compared to the other. And if you're not paying attention to that, you're going to hit struggles. You're going to hit situations where one child feels like they're either being, you know, picked on more at home or, you know, told all the time they're having, you know, problems at home or, you know, struggling at home. And they're going to internalize that more than some of your other kids. It's not that you're doing anything different to any of them they just handle that information differently, right? And they treat it differently and they respond to situations differently. So understanding how each child is different is vastly important when you have multiple kids at home. Now, you may be a parent who luckily has kids who are all very similar. And if that's the case, God bless you because that's going to make life so much easier for you. But you know, I'll have patients come in who have twins and it's always obvious one twin is the loud one and one twin is the quiet one. And it's almost like, when they were little, they had a competition on who was going to be the dominant twin. I don't know. And there's always one that's louder and one that's more reserved. And it's just interesting to look at that. And so think about that. Like I said, sit down with yourself by yourself, with your spouse, come up with those five things about each of your kids. What are those five character traits about your kids that you know can affect the way how they handle situations and look at that and then ask yourself, okay, what am I going to do with this information? What am I going to say to myself when something arises, even positive or negative? And how am I going to approach it with my kid to play on those personality traits for them? So think about that and let me know what you think, you know, send me an email at imperfectdadmd at gmail.com. I always love to receive emails and respond to those. Um, or you can go to the website, www.imperfectdadmd.com and send me a message through there. Um, I know the website is a, a little dated. I need to update some things, uh, but it is there and it's easy to access me if you want to from that site. Otherwise, I hope you guys are staying healthy and staying safe. You know, last week I talked about monkeypox. Hopefully you're not having to worry about that at this point, but you never know. Um, And don't forget, embrace those imperfections, and I will see you next time. My dad, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, is a pediatrician, father, and husband. The information provided in this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and is for your education and entertainment only.